Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gill, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. Now on YouTube, if you're tuning in on that Google streaming, go ahead and make sure you click and subscribe to this video. I'm Robbie, and I'm sitting down here with my man Ricky Shubio. And it's a funny story. Because when I read your Instagram and when I read the email, I'm like, this dude's playing chess and I'm playing checkers. He changed his name to Shoe Bio, like he's the biography of shoes. And lo and behold, God and nature just did him did him a favor and gave him a great name for sneakers. So how you doing, man? I'm all right, man. Like super grateful to be a part of it, super grateful to be on. And yeah, like you said, ironically, man, I just lucked up and it was like, I guess it was my calling to be, you know? <laughs> ah. Man, I mean, there's so many stage names that are just forced, and th- this is this is perfect. And we're very happy to have you here with us. When I say us, I guess me. We're rolling solo today. But um, I'm really happy to have you here because um, we were just discussing before we turned the mic on. It's great to have collaboration, and it's great to have people from across the country coming together, talking shoes, talking their journey, what's inspired them. And that's exactly what we're doing today. We're going to have a chat with Ricky and kind of go through who he is, what he does, you know, what about sneakers, why sneakers, all that good stuff. So I'm just going to go ahead and dive in. What's up? What's going on, Ricky? I mean, you know, listen, just trying to try to enjoy the holiday season, trying to close the year out healthy, safe and strong uh, in a lot of aspects. You know, um, for me, it's been a blessing. And, you know, um, with everything going on, things haven't hit too close to home. Um, as far as the world pandemic side of things, like, you know, as far as some of the social things going, going on, I definitely, that that's always going to hit home and, you know, definitely took part in that. But to see everything that uh, has come through the shit, definitely said, man, it's been a blessing for me because, uh, you know, work has still been work, still been a lot of opportunities, a lot of work in sneakers, a lot of work with creativity and just been uh, able to expand and grow on things. So it's, it's been good. Man, you're the modern man. When I look at your titles you got going on, you got creator. You know, I know you're nice with the camera. You're a brand consultant. You're a content strategist. There's a lot of things there. So why don't you give us a look into what what different hats you wear and uh, how those titles apply to where you are today? Like, what do you do day to day in sneakers that has you with those titles? So, I mean, for me, we got a photographer, videographer, social media management, social media direction, uh, creative director, uh, content strategist, of course, content creator, um, brand consultant, 
CEO of Kid, um, or founder of Kid, not CEO. Sorry. Um, let me see if anything else is is. That may be it for the moment. I may be missing a few things. I just gotta gotta make sure I get everything. So you know, when somebody calls me like, "Oh, I didn't know that you don't do this anymore," like, "No, no, no, we still do that." So, like, now it's a couple of different titles, and it, it kind of just boiled down from um, wearing so many hats when I came into the industry a little bit more. Like, always been in the game, always been in the sneaker community community. But when I got a chance to actually do work, um, working for a publication. That's when things kind of changed. So I had a couple of different hats there that allowed me to pivot. And once I decided to move on to my own, allowed me to pivot and be able to do a lot of stuff I do now. So, yeah, I mean, as far as sneakers, things that you'll see me do, um, I do some of the prototic, prototic, wow. I do some of the product photography for uh, some of the bigger banners out there. You know, you guys have seen some of my work on, you know, a lot of different places, whether it be with, you know, Nike, Jordan brand, Foot Action, Foot Locker, uh, Puma, Reebok, uh, who else under the sun? K-Swiss, uh, Asics, done some stuff with Ewing, but shouts to my fame over at Union. They're very self-sufficient. Um, a lot of people, everybody, everybody you know, and, and that's the way I like it to be. Like, you know, we don't just like one type of shoe. We, we like a lot of different things. So you see, I work on there. You see me in front of the camera with certain stuff with certain brands and helping some people out. Uh, my create creative mind is taking part in helping uh, strategize and put together some of the things that you guys see out there. Like, you know, still trying to elevate, still on the way up with my climb. So I'm not laying claim to some of the biggest campaigns you guys have seen on the planet, but you guys have seen my work around. So no, man, it, it doesn't matter. Growth is growth. It doesn't matter if you're doing, if you're in Paris with PSG doing Jordan brand stuff mm-hmm. or you're in your local Jersey, you know, it's putting in, good humble work. So it's like, it doesn't matter. It, it, growth is growth. And that's kind of my next question. What's the first, what's the first thing you did in sneakers? What, what was the first thing that got you paid in sneakers? When we went from a hobby to, okay, I could, I can do this. Maybe I can keep doing this. Okay. Ooh. You can think, it sounds like you, you've done a lot of work. So it doesn't have to be the very, very first one, but just like some of your early experiences, how did you start getting your feet wet? How did you break the seal from, collector or fan into somebody on the other side of the conversation? I think the first thing that I thought was major, um, I want to say it's one of the festivals in Brooklyn that didn't happen. I don't think last year. So I don't know if it's still going on. I want to say like Brooklyn hip hop fest or something like that. One of those, it was, um, one of the larger events between title and then uh, my man that had a brand juice at the time, but it was part of the Brooklyn hip hop fest. Um, I want to say maybe like six years ago. Now uh, they brought me in as the featured like uh, sneaker display guy just, and I brought out a, a bunch of gems maybe it's six or seven years at this point, maybe a little while. Um, they brought me in and said, yo, we know you got a lot of stuff, you know, bring some stuff out. We'll put a display up. You'll be the single guy with a bunch of sneakers out and, you know, pulled out a few gems, like, you know, pulled out some, uh, rare sevens that you don't see. You pulled out a few pairs of ones, pulled out, you know, um, ginger 16s at the time, which even at that point, like I still have ginger 16s and cherry woods and birthday LeBrons. I think we pulled out like there's a bunch of joints. that was just like, yo, it's not just hype releases for stuff that's out right now. We talk, we're talking like, you know, the stuff, in my eyes that you should have had at a certain point. If you had it at a point, you was one of those people in the know, a few people in the circle. So pulled out a bunch of different joints 
at that point that um and that was like the first real moment and the fact that it was like the title uh was a large scale festival at the time um and i was like featured that was like one of the first major moments as far as sneakers for me that was actually prior to me being with a magazine too so from there on that kind of pivoted me to working with a media outlet a magazine to do to take care of certain lifestyle stuff entertainment stuff sneakers sportswear a lot of that fashion stuff too on that side. So that was like the first major moment. That's so great. And I'm happy you brought up that kind of situation because a lot of people don't know when you go to a Jordan event or you go to a hip hop event or a neighborhood event that has sneakers, brands aren't sending cargo ships full of all these old shoes. There's people in the community providing those for the event. Right. Like, yeah, p- people don't, people just think 85 Jordan ones show up from, from Jordan brand. No. It's like, no, 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 no. no. What, what, what I mean, more times than none, somebody at Jordan brand who's just an old head has them. So they're not the hardest thing to find, but brands don't curate or have not curated their own joints like that. Like that's a, that's a great first, um, that's a great kind of first gig. Cause not only do you get to like run it in the, the Brooklyn community, you know what you're doing there, mm-hmm. but you also get to really show, I know my shit. Like I know sneakers right. and, and that's, what's really missing nowadays it's always um, Ben and Jerry's, Dior, Off-White, Ben and Jerry's, Dior, Off-White. Right. And it's like, you know, a real head has a beat pair of Tiffany Dunks right. <laughs> in the closet, cooked. Right. And, I mean, the birthday LeBron, man, the, the you're talking about the birthday four or the two, the, the brown twos? Uh, the four. The brown twos are still, like, eluding me to this day in a great condition. Them's hard. Um, I've got a pair of the All-Star, ironically. First time broke them out. Um, I got a pair of all-star LeBron twos uh, that were dead stock. That So we talked about first major moment that made me uh, that opportunity I got. And then there was a moment where I realized, like, oh, I, I'm on. I'm there. Like, I'm a part of the game. Okay. And that was um, Nike flew a bunch of people out across all, all over the globe to L.A. when they announced the partnership with the NBA for the jerseys. So it was like a two-day stay, like you stayed one night, they left. And ironically, I was like, you know what? I can't show up to Nike for this type of event. Uh, they flew me from New York to L.A., and I can't not have heat in the bag. So I'm like, what am I going to bring? I decide, I said, yo, it's, it's time to pull out the bronze tools, the also bronze tools. Uh, so the white and blue pair, which just chef's kiss. Crazy. Love them. In fact, no, I'm, I'm quoting wrong. Those aren't All-Star. All-Star was the gray and blue pair. I don't want to do it to you, but yeah, gray with the blue and the white. Yeah, Yeah. My bad. No, I had the second colorway, which is the white and navy pair, which love those. I actually do, I think, because now you got me spinning through conversations. We've had many a conversation. There's not a bad one. They're both great. I was about to say, it's it's a tough choice between those. Like, depending on the mood, I may go with the white and blue pair for more versatility in the wear, but those gray ones, like, if I can find those... In a damn near near dead stock condition, those are a beautiful shoe too. Um, the ironic part is, I go to wear mine, and I'm like, I right, am I going to wear these on day one or day two? I think we may have been out there for three days. Um, day one, day two, day three. I almost wore them on day two, or when they sent us up to go get changed. I come out and see my man Lance, uh, Lance Fresh. Lance has got on the black and red pair. And I'm like, yo, out of all times I decide to wear this shoe and finally decide, you know what? I'm going to wear these today. Uh, he does, he, uh, or I'm thinking about wearing them for this trip. 
he's got more. Yeah. So like it, it was a wild moment, but that was the one of the moments that uh definitely realized I was on and just shoe wise, like LeBron LeBron's old birthday shoes were very, very different. Like so I don't think the four gets enough appreciation. Um and I've even got my pair with the suitcase. Um which was people think it's a hardwood classic. People don't even think it's a LeBron birthday shoe. Right. And, and that's the thing. And, you know, it's for those in the know, because if you were lucky enough to get that little case, that little packet, you didn't have to do anything extra. It was just ordering it within a certain window. It was like, yo, the first, I don't know. Yeah. You know, a couple thousand people from each banner. Cause I don't finish line. They had them at a point champs that had them at a point. Like we're talking about with sneakers were different. Um, you know, you had to do different things to get different sneakers. Uh, I just ended up being one of those guys and lucked up with him. Man, I could have a conversation with his early LeBron conversations. I mean, people sleep on Ken, what, what Ken Link did with that shoe. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I feel the same way as you. I'm looking on eBay for the two and any color. I'm still hurt that Nike skipped that one on the retro series, but it's like, you can't find them in good shape. And if you do, they're missing a strap or even worse, they're missing one strap. Like if they're both missing the strap, whatever, it's just, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to find. And I love that you described how you felt some kind of way when you saw somebody rocking something you, you were going to feel elevated in. And that's kind of, that kind of brings, kind of brings me to the the next thing I want to talk about is just how times truly were different when we were coming up. Like you did not want to have the same in this situation, even model on somebody else. Yeah. Cause it's like, you want to establish your feet in the ground. Like I got mine. Like I got this too. Like look at what's going on over here. Right. And um, that was just a different era, man. And so let, let's talk about um, the shoes that kind of helped shape you growing up. You know, the people around you, the situation like we were just talking about how, you know, you and your friends be like, okay, you cooking each other or complimenting each other on the good and the bad. Like, what did young Ricky look like growing up with sneakers? I mean, young Ricky was like, yeah, for me, like, I was fully into shoes. I mean, because we're talking about like, you know, late 90s and stuff like we're talking bigger air units. Like, you know, we're talking 97s. We're talking 98s. We're talking uh, pillars. We're talking... Like I remember having the OG pillars. Like I'm a I'm a Pacers fan, and I remember having the OG oh. pillars. So like the Caterpillar tractors, bro. Those things are fucking huge. Right. Like you know, like those, those, that's a big bulky shoe. And if you look at like you know bringing it over to Scotty's line, because I talked about being an up tempo kid, and before he started to switch into that '99 into early 2001 with making shoes looking futuristic, you still had like you know bigger bulkier heavy full-size shoes and for me that was that aspect and then you know a little bit little bit um switching into how did some of the times change like you know it was always an air max guy always going to be an air max guy um and you know you had just staples like you know uh i remember having you know uh for a quick second when black the black on black superstar highs was popping like we're talking about like a short run window where you know superstar highs were in you know around the time air forces were shaking superstar highs was in people was probably wearing velour suits i'm talking about that that timage you know and even so we're talking about i'm super young at that point too uh but still able to remember it but for me one of the biggest staples and first my money my dollars as a kid shoes um 
Jordan 17s. Jordan 17s. Like presentation, execution, including most def, the ads leading up to it, the presentation of the physical shoe, talking about packaging and design. So much so that I was lucky enough like four years ago to circle back and be able to get OG Black, OG White Red, OG Original White and Blue colorway. All of them still had the tape on it, dead stock. Oh, yeah. And and a near dead stock pair of Lightning 17 Lows. $1,100. Damn near five, six pairs of shoes. Right. That's that's a that's a come up and, and kids don't know that they came i mean they're jazz inspired if you don't know those little notes on there mm-hmm. for the jazz but they came in a suitcase right yep. suitcase had one of the first interactive insertable discs that was kind of like, yep. yep. you know it created a different experience so you could listen to the songs and the words that they had on there but there was also an interactive disc that came in and if you put it in a computer it reacted and all that stuff so like yeah we're talking far ahead of this time as far as like presentation and that that was got what is pushed me into a sucker for presentation with a shoe so if i get a seating kit now or if i'm lucky enough to be able to get something that has uh exclusive packaging or release or something like that i love the story that that it tells that's why whenever i do my deliveries i'll read off whatever notes or look at whatever parts of these kits that i get because you know the storytelling and presentation is everything for me and sneakers it's when you have all the shoes you pretty much have ever wanted little things like that start mattering more and you start taking them into account when you put something as like a top shoe of the year like that can make the difference between an okay shoe and a great shoe i just love how close we are because i came up a year after my first pair with the 18 my second pair was the 17 from the outlet without the briefcase and i was like i thought those came with the briefcase just (laughs) mine came in an orange box i was like damn but Shoes were just different. Talk about packaging. You had the towel with the 18s. You had the little suede brush. Rest in peace to that towel. I left it at the gym. I thought it would be cool going to the gym one day and someone swooped that. I would have swooped it too. So whatever. I'm not mad about it. I still got the suede brush. I used that. But just times were different and and they were fun. Rest in peace. Sean Sean John Velour suits and P-Farm. Yes. Velour suits. That was just... Eminem with the deep sag like that was just fun <laughs> fun time and that's just how powerful air maxes are right we got the the volts just came out yeah. you know the air max 90 infrareds yeah. those shoes are, are never going to go away and it's just you can be an air that's the, the most fun part about air max you can be an air max head from the 80s 90s 2000 it'll be 2030 and they'll still be air max heads and it's a beautiful beautiful thing and that's a culture and ironically we spoke about you know, providing shoes and my mind immediately went to Air Max Day stuff. How, you know, if anybody that knows them has heard Mayor say like, yo, Nike was calling me for certain shoes out of Air Max Day. Like, yo, can you get them here to provide for display? Because they're not in the vault. Certain stuff, like you said, nobody has. It's a part of the community. And it shouts to Mayor to be one of the dudes that's always been super righteous and that I looked up into the game. Like there's a few people that I looked up into, looked up to in the game and definitely show, show some love uh, whenever we got a chance to meet and we ever, whenever we do get a chance to chop, uh, chop it up. So that's definitely the case, but that all ties to me. Air Maxes are going to be timeless forever. Man, you just did my work for me. Cause I want to talk about mentors and who inspired you and who you looked up to. So I know I was looking up to Russ and Nick and it's whoever was writing the sneaker blogs, they were writing my gospel. Right. So who 
who inspired you in the sneaker space? I mean, if we're talking about like, I'm always the type to pay homage to, you know, the, the as the rule, the rule would say, the, the older gods and that, you know, that the people before. So I'm always going to give credit to Russ, you know, Nick, like you mentioned, Bobito, uh, Mayor, uh, Clark Kent, um, just talking about a lot of those cats that on the sneaker side are definitely like the first time I met, met Russ and I think the first time I met uh, Clark, I think I both told him both the same thing like yo and Bobito, I guess I got a speech every time I meet somebody like uh, but like yo without them I wouldn't be able to do what I was, what I'm able to do and I just thanked them like and not to give anybody any more credit than anybody else, but, you know, Bobito being the person with the most documentaries and inf- information about himself through books and different things. Um, I think in a lot of spaces, we don't realize how much Bob has done for the cultures that we may love, whether it was basketball and streetball and all that stuff, whether it was night scene culture in New York, whether it was radio culture, we breaking certain artists and, songs and getting them over into certain uh, spaces, whether it was sneaker culture with him designing and repainting and doing certain things and how he set up uh, his sneaker shop back in the day and was like the first cat to put floodlights on a display to point at sneakers to create a different aesthetic when they had it. So it was like, it's so much different stuff. And I think about like, oh, me being a journalist dabbling in music way back, uh, me being in sneakers now, balling and being into the street ball culture because that was happy when we was young. You know, it was different. Um, like, there's so much. I told him, like, yo, literally every aspect of everything I love, um, except for, like, art and, I guess, cinematography now that I speak on certain things, but, like, uh, photography, cinematography, art. Um, yo, I got to pay pay homage to you because you were one of the cats that was multifaceted. Like you, you hooped, you love music, you love sneakers. Like that's, that's, that's all me. Like that's, that's, that's really what it boiled down to. And I had to ask, I had to thank him when we met and he was just super grateful, super cool dude. And, uh, we ended up talking about sneakers afterwards and I had on, um, the 3 a.m. Reeboks, uh, he was like, yo, I've never seen those. And I was like, this looks like something you would have did. You would have been putting designs on a black shoe and all that stuff or a white shoe and all that stuff. He was like, exactly. I need a pair of those. I got to talk to my people over at Reebok, but it's moments like that, man. Like a lot of those cats that put in a lot of the work, you know, um, even so, uh, even clearing a lot of the lane, I, I thank him every time I see him, uh, Jack Slade, you know, like just another good dude. That's just been like, you know what? Just on some fuck it. Like not able to be pinned down or put into a box. Like you watch so much of what Jack does. He's got, and I hate the term to have his hands in because that's not the way it is because it's genuine. He has so many different interests that he expands on and makes the most of is just dope. And I mean, for any of us that's involved in this to say, all right, like, you know, you can start out being somebody that loves the game and being into the game. But once you get into the industry, there's a certain few people that got some things on their mantle and accolades that they've done. And it's just like, you ain't really moving unless you done did this. Like, I'll, mm-hmm. I shit, if my name ever enters me being credited in a film or movie or some shit. And for y'all that don't know, if y'all don't know, do, do you do your Googles, Jock Slade, with um, Dewey Cox. Um, just walk hard, go back and go watch that. You definitely gonna catch me in there. Like, and just being in, being in different avenues and different angles. Like, that's just crazy. So I'm trying to hit tears like that, man. He's Michael Jackson moonwalking and all of us are just... <laughs> 
walking in concrete. Right. It's like, <laughs> you, know, like, you know, waking up like, you know what? Today I want to work on this and just being able to do it. And I'm like, damn. Like, that's what not. We've had him in the same fashion we have you on right now. And just the the work it takes to be great goes on behind closed doors. People people don't see. I mean, they see the YouTube. They see the free Xbox. They see the sneakers. But you don't know how, like, turn the camera. And he does it sometimes. You turn the camera around, how much stuff to make what he makes look so good. Right. And, and that's just the physical, the mental, and the talent. You, you can't quantify so it's it's crazy but that's a lot of good ogs there man bob bob's the homie terrence's og too and he's like the lane creator bob i mean you, you brought up music terrence had to educate me on the dj side i forgot about that i forgot about a pair of air force ones he had like oh, right. shits is the is, lim- is limitless yeah it's listen you start to talk about things that he had hands in and what he's consulted in and what people called him for or what. And I'm like, we start to talk about like, cause any of us that do this, anybody, like if you play basketball or if you love sneakers or involved in the game now and are trying to be forefront with it, you either, you always want your own shoe. If you, if you hoped you did sports, you want your own shoe, you want a shoe deal. You like, I still do. Right. Fuck it. I'm lucky enough to say, I can say loosely, like, I guess I got a shoe deal now because I got a reoccurring packages that come from certain brands because I'm, I'm included in yep. certain stuff. Like, you know, uh, but in that same token, like looking at the guys that paved the way for collabs and the process they went to it. And if you're talking to anybody now that looks at a collab and you really see, you know, the collabor or collabi, sorry, and uh, that creator with the pick of the litter of what shoe they want and have so much say in design. Where before it was like, yo, um, we can't even give you certain certain shoes. Like you know, I ended up talking to, talking to Stash about that. Stash was like, yo, they didn't they didn't let us choose from every single shoe that uh, was out at the time back in the day. It was like, yo, this is what we got. This is what we'll allow you to work on. These are the color palettes and things. And not so much locked in that people didn't have certain say, but it wasn't like, yo, I want a Jordan collab and I represent this. Like you weren't going to see that back when a lot of people were paving the way for so much of the stuff that we love now. And that's why for a lot of those guys, Stash being another one too, um, I'm always going to show homage and sneakers to a lot of those dudes, man. It's not like you roll up and it's like, oh yeah, the BW, right. um, the Air Max Three. I'll take one of those right. in purple. Right. Slap my logo on it. Exactly. Be straight. That wasn't the case. It was like, listen, it's it's like when you talk about the DQMs uh, going back, like that was such the story behind that shoe and the stories behind that shoe of them coming and putting that together were completely different. It wasn't like that wasn't number one idea and choice. That's like yo. Oh, watch that video. There's a really good YouTube video on it where he was just like, fuck it. I got to have something in like now. Right. And this bacon looks like we doing this because I'm out of time. Right. And people got to understand that like they had to go through hell in order for us to be able to get around and say certain things now. Like that's for me to be in to be able to be a kid from Jersey that grew up that been out and all over the East coast and all that stuff. I still building my name and for certain brands to be like, Oh no, we'll talk to you about a show. We'll listen. I mean, we may not put things in a full steam yet, but we're willing to hear you out. We know you got great creative ideas. We trust you as a creative. What do you got? 
So that's 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 something I'm grateful to all of them for because they 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 made what we love prominent and put it on the forefront. You know, and a lot of it was street culture or urban culture or certain things that they brought to the masses and made the sacrifices, whether it was, you know, certain splits on certain releases and stuff like that. Um, certain rights to certain things in the future, but you know, they took the risk and it worked out in a lot of cases, but without them couldn't be here myself. Mm -hmm. Couldn't have said it better myself if I tried, man. Like that's, that's the truth. And it's, it's funny because we're, we're all so caught up in like the buy now, sell now, flip now culture, what's going on now that we got to take the time to sit back and and appreciate the people before us and appreciate what we're doing. You just brought up, you know, getting packages from brands. You know, I'm fortunate enough too to have those kind of relationships and people see a pair of shoes show up and they think, Oh dude, Ricky's just got it. Like, there's something special innately there's it's just like why is he getting free shoes like why is so and so getting free shoes they don't see the conversations with the brands and the work and the pitches that don't get picked up and every and everything that goes around to make stuff like that happen um the homie once said like uh good i think something like good work now nah, i'm gonna butcher it and try to quote him but basically it comes down to like the the perks are just that perks to good work. So right. you you put in the good work, good things are going to happen. Right. But what 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 I kind of want to segue into is you you brought up all these people, pardon me, brands you've worked with, and um, what are some of your favorites? And and how do you? You branch out a little bit. You look on your your profile. You've done some stuff with Tesla. You've done stuff with outside of sneakers that yeah. is still creative. Yeah. So like, what are some of the favorite things that sneakers you've done? And and kind of like Jock, like how do you, how did how do you find a way to branch out outside of sneakers? Like, how does that work for you? So some of my favorite stuff in sneakers. I mean, um, always working with Foot Ink uh, has been a, a big thing for me because it, it's like you know you think about sneakers in the community and foot ink is sneakers in your community. So, you know, for all y'all that don't fully understand the entire foot ink footprint, I hope everybody does. I'm not here to give a history lesson on sneaker history. Uh, but like, you know, understanding the difference, you know, all, all the banners under foot ink from foot locker to foot action, the champs to foot locker, women, kids, house of hoops, um, East Bay and understanding all of that is all of foot ink and, um, working with them, over the last couple of years, uh, almost going on like three years right now, um, just the team that they have over there has been one of my, my favorite groups to work with because, you know, it's a lot of like-minded, hungry people trying to elevate and change the culture for the right reasons. You know, I, I see a lot of stuff at times where people will give slack, you know, oh, I, I got an issue with my reservation or my sneakers or something like this and just not understand understanding how how important they they've been to the culture and that the people they are that they have over there are true to the culture you know there's a lot of people on those you know pr media content teams the the social media teams marketing managers and all that stuff that are really invested in the culture that are from this culture and it, i think when you see it in certain aspects it really pours out um as far as some other things man like i said that um I got a lot of moments. So, um, I gotta say, All Star Weekends are always fun. 
you know, and um, my first one, um, my first one in industry was LA uh, a couple years back. Um, and I had to fly out there alone last minute. So I was supposed to be there with a couple of guys from the magazine, ended up having to make the trip alone. And the reason why it was an amazing experience for me was I had a lot of East Coast co uh, contacts for certain brands that didn't veer out and didn't work with some of the activation level stuff on that scale. Because, you know, not to knock anybody at the time, but just certain things they weren't doing on the level of like All-Star Weekend. Like some, what you guys don't understand is some of the stuff that you may see Nike, Jordan brand, Adidas, uh, Reebok when they do things or Puma or Under Armour, some of that stuff has been planned for years. Like everything that happened in Chicago for All-Star Weekend, that was planned for years before uh, it came into fruition and all that stuff. So uh, this year, came into fruition this year. Um, mm. So with that, like I got off the plane and the only thing that, you know, I had locked in the schedule for like, I think I got there with like five days and gave myself like, only thing I had locked in the schedule was some of the stuff I had with Nike and Jordan brand. And I'm coming off of fashion week because I'm being in New York and all that stuff, working with a magazine, doing lifestyle stuff. We did fashion too. So I'm coming off of hustling for fashion week. And I'm talking about anybody that's ever worked a shot fashion week. Um, you know, you're at like four or five events a day, minimum, just going from spot, to spot, to spot, to spot. And my mindset was still in that. So I get out there and I only had Nike set of activations and media events to set to do. Now, mind you, that'll break down in the schedule, maybe four events a day or maybe three, depending on what day it is. And they're spaced out. I ended up knocking out 29 events in three days, getting off the plane because I was still in fashion week mindset from one spot to one spot to one spot to one spot with only getting off the plane. And I mean, I got off the plane on Wednesday. Everything started Friday. When I got off the plane Wednesday midday, I got there in LA like seven o'clock that night to get to my apartment. I mean, at my apartment, my, um, my hotel started lining everything up with everybody I know. Ended up working with everybody and ended up saying, having a full, complete weekend. But just saying, nah, I know everybody. Let me find out what's going on. Let me tap in with a few people. People know me. They love me. They should, or do they, how much do they love me? Have I earned my way into certain steps and certain stuff like that? So that was a real, real big moment. And then um, a caveat into that when, um, Adidas did the 757 Warehouse, 747 Warehouse Street, 757 Warehouse Street. Um, yeah. They had the BAPE trailers there with the games and the BAPEs. Mm -hmm. So, little story for the, for the kids, for the people, for the listeners and all that. And this is how we talk about the game. I'm there and I got my camera and I see Dame and them walk in. Then I see the guys from BAPE. I see BAPE's entire team. So everybody from Japan and all that stuff, BAPE, they're there. I just put my head down and walk in right behind me. Like there's a whole gate, like a row of gate things, like, you know, with a uh, blocked off. And I'm just like, security don't bother me because I got my cameras up. I just hold my camera and just, I'm the only press guy there, not with Adidas and not with BAPE. What ends up happening is, is in the trailer, there's no lighting in that trailer. They're like, yo, does anybody got a light on them? I had a light. I was the only dude there with a the light. So all the press shots you see for the BAPE game release, and I'm not going to take full credit, I'm the one holding light on all the shoes in that trailer. So 
<laughs> we I'm technically the guy that made that happen. And moments like that, just being in a place, putting your head down, sneaking into a door, walking in some place and just acting and going with the flow to order the finesse. Uh, and then just being ready. That like opened up so much stuff for me in the future. Like just being like, yo, this yo, thanks for being on top. Send me your stuff. Make sure this will be in contact. And it's just been stuff like that. So like we talk about major moments of sneakers. That was a major moment of sneakers for me. Um, outside of sneakers, because I, I know I'm talking about, like, and those are just ones that are memorable. I got plenty of other mem- oh, memories. There's tons of them, yeah. Um, uh, if we talk about outside of sneakers. Um, How do you, I guess, uh, instead of having to get to, like, a specific thing you've done outside of sneakers, it's how do you how do you move like that? How do you get... Do you, do you send out your sneaker resume and say, I can also do this in in your avenue? Like, how do you get into other avenues? So the funny part about that is my story is a little bit, my story is a little bit tougher on the give the pathway. I'm going to drop, I'll probably say things that can help somebody along the lines. But like I said, I lucked up with being at a publication. It was a, a small to medium sized publication, a little bit more than a start a startup. and um, they were established in certain spaces. They were established in a couture space and they wanted to transition over into lifestyle. And they had me handle a lot of the media and entertainment stuff, mm-hmm. which initially started from sneakers. So they're like, okay, we'll let you talk about urban, which, you know, sneakers and fashion. And then that blossomed. And then the thing that happened was sneakers started to be such a crossover thing that you see sneakers, we started to talk about high-end sneakers. We started to see sneakers on red carpets and at award shows and all this shit that it allowed me to touch into different spaces. So what happens is, for me, was we're multifaceted people. Like, I'm a dude from around the way initially, but I also grew up playing video games just like anybody else. I also grew up into cars, into fashion, into sports, into anime and art. Like, it's all full surface and for me the biggest thing was always saying like you know what I think because we talked about jock with it you can go the avenue of saying I'm going to show you my portfolio of what I do I can do this likewise for you but the biggest thing that's been beneficial for me is just showing genuine interest in that stuff like if you've already got some of because when you work with agencies at times, because for y'all that don't know, it's not always directly working directly with Reebok, Puma, or Nike. Sometimes Nike with, will outsource and bring in an agency to be the middleman to bring in certain people for certain things. Mm-hmm. When you have those agencies, and for all y'all out there, just keep those agencies in mind and never, never burn your gatekeepers. Y'all got to understand, never. never burn your fucking gatekeepers because people will be like, oh, well, if you're good with the an admin or receptionist or whatever you want to refer to it, or somebody that, that works in the mail room and they eventually may move their way up, they may have the ear of somebody that's going to be important to you. And they may also have a relationship with them to a standpoint of if you cut around them and then that comes back down to them, if you even if you get above them by cutting around them and they don't have positive things to say to a person that they're closer to you to, to than you are, that's going to burn you in the long run. So treat everybody with respect and all that stuff. But for me, what'll happen is a lot of the agencies I work with will follow and engage after I work on something for them or they've seen, or I've done certain stuff at activations and they'll say, Oh, Oh, I also support this person. I also do this. 
Um, I've heard you've had a track record for this. So yeah, I was doing some of the stuff with magazine with the magazine. Like, you know, I do the auto show, I do complex con. I mean complex con. I do do complex con. Uh if I do complex con, I may also do Comic Con. I may also do Fashion Week. I did the Grammys one year, you know, they were doing Sundance, they did the Oscars. So like I've been in so much stuff that I have interest in. So what I say to say that is I think the thing that works for Jock and what I've seen work for me, because we've never ever actually had the official conversation around it as much as we've been around or as many times as we've been around each other, not as much as we've been around each other. We've never had it. Um, I don't, I say, yo, don't stifle your interest. If you like a lot of shit, fuck with all that shit. Like do all that because you enjoy it. And when people see that you genuinely enjoy something, it changes the dynamic. So if, if I do great product photography and they see that, I may do it like, yo, if you buy something and you're a photographer or something like that, and I don't just mean with your phone respectfully, unless you're putting moment lenses or different things on there to set your shit up. Um, you know, showcase that some there's, there's moments where I may just post something that I want to put together. Like shit. I got, uh, I've worked with Google in the past. We just did something because uh, I got a one plus in because that's separate. No longer working with Google, trying to start some stuff and get some big stuff in motion with one plus. But I did just pick up a pair of Google Buds. They're mint because my one plus is like a mint colorway. I just got <laughs> a switch like a, uh, two months ago and I got the Animal Crossing edition that's like mint. And then I got something else that's mint. I was really just because that's the popping thing right now. You check out Modern Notoriety and all this stuff. They'll do color block codes and all that. And I was like, you know what? I got a bunch of mint shit that just came in. I should probably just take a photo of all this mint shit, comment some, uh, put a fly ass caption and let it be that. You never know what eyes you have on you, but if you show the genuine interest and create from that space, you're going to attract those people. And that's how I tell people to get into different realms. Like, yo, if you like a bunch of shit, always be in and always be vocal about that shit that you're in. And don't let anybody from any brand or any space or any company tell you, yo, unless it's a non-compete direct competitor, you don't have to focus on one fucking avenue. If you like sneakers and you like food and you like fucking TVs, I don't give a fuck what it is. Figure out to be the, the person that makes content with fucking TVs, sneakers, and food all the fucking time. Combine your interests because it's your fucking life. That's your wellness. That's your joy. Do that shit. That's the fucking awesome advice. That's... <laughs> I mean, cause you're right. There's not always a blueprint or yeah. a playbook, but if you have the talent and you have the passion, a lot of people have talent. You know how many people work at every one of these brands who don't give a fuck about what they do? It's just they pay mad money and the retirement's super good. Right. The benefits are on point, but there's no passion there. Right. Uh, eventually, you can get you can get upseated, uprooted by somebody who has passion right. and be that person who comes in with the energy and the passion saying, I want to be here. Here's what I can do. Let's work. Right. Be that person. Right. That's that's great, dude. Um, kind of the last point I want to touch on here, because when this post is probably going to be January, realistically, uh, the way editing goes. So what's Ricky looking forward to in 2021? What's. What's a, a goal of yours and sneakers and just overall, what are you looking forward to drinking more? I don't know. No, actually, Sunshine. Drink, hung it up. Like my jerseys in the rafters is one of the greatest to ever do it. Um, <laughs> but uh, for me, man, like this year was everything I could have imagined it to be. Ironically. Um, 
it it was even in the times we were in, like I wasn't under as much pressure as other people were under. And financially I, I made out well this year. I made out differently than I planned on it. Like, you know, we talked about doing a lot of um so I'm basically gonna give that answer, but the goal was uh, a lot of larger scale campaigns or work to say, all right, let me hit a, a strong five figure um, contract for something like, all right, you need me for six months to do this that, and the third. Let me get a strong five figure. Let me get a good 35 racks. Let me get a good 50 racks for this. And it's not always about the money, but me being able to solidify that does different things for my company, my collective. So I get to tell somebody else, yo, you can focus on a project in a different way. Because I always, always live life on uh, the Lil Wayne model and all this stuff. If the food ain't on the table, I hunt for it. Um, I'm, that's who I am. I'm a, I'm a hustler. I'm a go-getter. I'm, I'm that type of person. But for me, um, I'd love to do, you know, larger scale, multi-month campaigns. You know, there's, I've had a few things pop up in Times Square, but I'd love, um, what is it on? Like, uh, I'd love to have a actual physical billboard someplace. You know, I'd love to say I can directly point back to certain things in my portfolio on that aspect. If you say me as a creative, if you say me with sneakers, um, I've been talking about a collab and talking to people about a collab for the last year and a half. Um, and coming into this year, early in this year, right after all-star weekend, right before the pandemic kicked up and we actually realized what was going on as a country. Um, that was something I was still in talks with. And I had some people that were like, yo, we're doing some stuff in the fourth quarter and we want you involved. And it's going to be an opportunity to have your own shoe. Um, unfortunately, with some of the things that happened, uh, some people had to go in some different directions. Brands had to go in different directions. Uh, so I love to be able to support a few brands on a larger scale. I'd love to get a shoe. Uh, for the world, man, I hope we just safely get uh, live activations and concerts back. I said that earlier on Instagram today. I miss live performances. I miss activations. Um, and maybe at a point, man, a series. But at this point, like, I, I think my ser- uh, having a series was a goal like two years ago or something like that. It's, it's not really a thought anymore. Like, I'm, I'm in a different space right now. I'm touching a lot of what I want to touch. Uh, and my opinion and say is out there in a the way, in the ways that I want to do it. Uh, I want to continue to work with people, you know, continue to do stuff like this, continue to be able to support uh, some different brands and uh, banners and stuff like that on the media side. So, you know, continuing to support my people over at um, Footwear News, continuing to support my people over at like, you know, Nice Kicks, Kicks on Fire, like, you know, continuing to support Complex, you know, and them showing love to me and all that stuff. But like, uh, that's really what I want in 2021. And on a personal scale, just like, you know, more growth and more wellness. You know, that's, that's, that's how I look at things. That's how I focus. Mm-hmm. Good goals. Good things to look forward to. It's, it's, it's shitty when you think about it, like, oh, in February quarter four, 2020 can't come soon enough. Let's have that conversation. <laughs> and we just, we just left quarter we just left quarter four of 2020. And it's like, oof, Jesus, right. thank God that's done. Right. Um, so a lot can change in a year, but as long as you're having that growth, people, this is one of the oldest things in the book. Think of growth. I mean, success as a as a ladder or a straight line up. 
there's going to be divots. You're going to have something great in February that doesn't happen later in the year. You're going to have three great things happen in a row, and then one bad thing's going to happen and set you back. Good. It's all about how you bounce up, how you bounce back. So that's a real thing. That and I got something on that. I got something quick on that too. Um, I realize, and this is this is my points of wellness for the people because I'm into that too. And I, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a wellness influencer or get any of that. But if you ask me personal questions, have personal conversations, I can touch on that. We as people got to stop looking at it good and bad as contingent upon one another. They're two separate items that may happen. So if you're having a good day and something bad happens, that bad thing didn't ruin your day or take over the good. It was just a bad thing that happened in a day as well. They can't be daisy linked to one another. So if we're looking at our journeys and you said three good things, one bad thing, that doesn't mean the journey's now bad. That bad incident is independent upon itself and just look at it just that way. That's... Very well said. I'm going to take that to heart. That's a good way because you're right. You know, just because you get your socks wet at 11 in the afternoon doesn't mean your whole day's ruined. If you had a bad 11 o'clock, get them socks off, right. continue about your day. Right. And it, it doesn't impact anything else. It's like, oh, no, nah, man, damn, this is thrown off. Like for me, like if we talk about like pivoting and how things change, I lost 75 racks this year. Like if we talk about where I said how things were supposed to be. We had 75 racks of opportunities on the table within a four-month span of stepping in and doing creative direction, uh, stepping in and doing content for somebody else, stepping in and doing a rebrand and rebuild for somebody on a social media style and some uh, social media side and some content. All panned out to be $75,000. Listen, I'm not in a space where bringing in $75,000 in a chunk will not affect me. I'm nowhere near that. So... <laughs> To say like, yo, that didn't happen and I can still look at everything this year and smile. And it's not because that didn't happen. Like, oh, that threw me off. I had a bunch of other stuff that I was able to do because that didn't happen. They're not contingent upon each other. And that's that's like a big thing. Mm -hmm. Beautiful lesson. That's. I can't, so pe people think that like, oh, how much can it cost to have like a social media campaign or I need to get a new, I need to get a new label made or I need to get a new um, branding. Let me throw you a hundred bucks and just laugh. Like people just don't understand the dance and the science. And especially as a creative, because you're, you're your own cheerleader. If, if you're not championing yourself to make X amount of dollars, they're not trying to pay you that amount of money. So you got to be your own cheerleader. You got to be your own champion and you got to keep you got to stay in stride. Whatever bad things might happen to you in 2021, look at it as an independent thing. There's going to be plenty of other good things happening. Don't let it ruin everything. At all. And you said it so real, like people not understanding the value. You got to think about it this way. And I'm pulling from Chris Doe from Blind Agency out in Cali. Um, he's got the future on YouTube. YouTube, check him out. You can see him talk about this when it comes down to branding. For all my people listening in that space to try to get into branding, the creatives and all that. So he asked, how much is a logo worth? Because we're talking about branding right now. You said somebody may say $100. How much is a Nike? How much is the Nike swoosh worth? So we can think about, we can think about what it took to design that and when it was designed and how much it costs. But what's the return, the ROI on that swoosh? That swoosh is independent on itself upon the fact that it can take a $10 or $5 cost of item that is made. And as soon as it's placed on there, that price quadruples 
is 10 times its value by going to say that little icon. So how much is your creativity worth? Now, I'm not telling you to be a dick out here. I always told y'all to know you're dope and all that stuff with the brand. Y'all know that. But what I'm telling you is understand what you're bringing and allow those conversations to be had. I tell you this, my biggest thing is when everything, whenever you're working with anybody, and this is not a shock because I have lovely relationships with brands, but I've heard of horror stories from certain people. So, yo, you may look at a Nike, Adidas, and Puma, and, and shit, Ferrari, or Lamborghini, or Samsung, or Google, or whoever, and you may become intimidated. Because you say, yo, they're these big motherfuckers, they don't need me. You're in that room for a reason. You're in that space for a reason. And remember, every single situation you do needs to be mutually beneficial because they have you there for a reason. If not, they pay somebody to do it internally. They brought you in for a reason. Google don't need you. I mean, like, that's that's a fantastic point, man, because it's like you you could feel some kind of way like oh i don't feel comfortable asking like it's the opportunity like i don't feel comfortable asking for x dollars it's google i'm getting all this notoriety no fuck that put that in your back pocket make your money it's google they can afford to pay you so flip that flip that mindset if you're worried you always got to flip that like it's not about don't trip out about like if you're overdoing it like you said don't burn bridges keep it with be negotiable keep it within reason but know your worth man like once i found out what some other things were costing people and what i was charging like i didn't now tell people i can't do that work for that amount of money because the amount of time it takes me versus the money i make doesn't add up right i would love to do it for you right but i'm sorry not nah, and that that's the thing like you gotta trust you and don't be scared because the thing is like this the funniest thing that i've ever seen i've had i've had my moments where i've been like yo i'm about to throw this ass to so-and-so and we're gonna see what happens because they always say, like, you know, people are going to lowball. They think if you're known to be a person to shoot high, you may expect to get a number that's under and all that stuff. So do have your number you're really comfortable with if you're an overshooter. Never undercut yourself. Get exactly what you feel like you want out of this. Don't try. And the, the biggest thing that I, I told was told from somebody from a brand, because there's two parts to this. The first thing is I've had those moments where I've been like, yo, I'm about to, I'm about to throw this number out there. We're about to jump out the window on this one. And the response I got was, okay. Not even, not even the whole conversation of, oh, uh, why would you ask for that? What do you think you'll need within this? It's your, okay, period. Okay, period. One. Second part is, I've had people at Brains, never going to name any names, doesn't matter, is tell me, like, yo, this ain't my motherfucking money. Yes, I've got a budget that I'm responsible and all this stuff, but don't be, don't think you're doing me a favor by saying, these are my guys, this is who I have a relationship with, let me save them a little bit of money. This is not impacting their personal salary, this isn't impacting their bonuses, their job security, unless you start to do some flagrant shit. Do not think you're doing the person that you have a good relationship with a favor by giving them a discount. Charge that brand what they should be paying for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Because on the flip, if you don't do that and you take that work, your ass going to be sitting there salty the entire way through. It's like, man, I should have had this shit done three hours ago. Exactly. I'm over it. And I've been on that side too. So <laughs> you live and you learn, right? You, you got to fuck up to learn something. So, man, this has been probably one of my favorite conversations just about learning and moving. I think learning to move and teaching how to move, teaching people how to salsa right in 2021 is going to be 
is, is going to be my focus more and more. Stop. Having more people who've done, been doing it, who have had failures, had successes, been in those conversations. Because those all the conversations happen behind closed door. We see a pair of Jordan 11s wrapped up in a box and they're sent to you in a brown box. The Nike, just do it. And you have your product. There's so much more that goes in with the people right. and processes that if I can't have my hand in anything in 2021, we're bringing more of that to life. Definitely. And definitely so, given the understanding, because that's that's what we're starting to see now. You're starting to see, you know, whether it's, listen, for all y'all out there, there's a way to see everything that you love. You know, if you want to know how to make certain approach, approaches, you want to know how to build a quote, you know, want to know how to put your business together, you want to know certain processes on becoming a better shooter. If you're a shooter, if you want to become a better content creator, if you're a TikToker, if you're doing whatever you're doing in that space, if you're a designer, you know, on the actual, whether you're a digital designer, whether you're a designer in scale to say that you're actually going to do, um, you know, sneakers and getting into design and fashion, whatever aspect, whatever, if you're sitting there saying, yo, I want to be a personality. I want to have a show. I want to have a talk show. I'm going to have a podcast. I want to do video version of this. I want to be a videographer, whatever the space is. There's a lot of people out here that's giving out a lot of game. And that's, that's, it's, I come from the era the game is sold, not told, but I also come from the aspect that each one teach one and it takes a community. And when you have a lot of people that are in places right now that aren't insecure with their stuff, because I'm glad we're starting to get past that wave of things, because there were some gatekeepers from some of those previous generations that were hesitant to hand over the keys because of their own inferiority complexes with themselves and all that shit. That ain't got nothing to do with us. Right now, a lot of people are getting the opportunity and they're sharing. Listen, this is how this actually happens. Smallest thing I do, that I do everything. I put all my camera settings in every single post that I do. I'm a photographer first in certain aspects when I'm behind the camera, but I also curate all my shots before when I'm uh, in front of the camera. Like, you know, we'll do test shoots with me, having somebody else model in and fill in and all this stuff. But I'm going to make sure the next batch of photographers can say, all right, I just picked up this camera. At least I know how he did it to get whatever, to get the lighting right. You're not going to understand the, the, the uh, editing and aspect of it just yet, but at least you can sit there and say, I know why he's using what he's using. I understand what the difference is. I know where to go with certain things. And that's the biggest thing, man. Like give that game away. Cause holding on to it. The fuck are you want to You and die with knowledge. Just going to put you on the top. Like, you know, there's no such thing as one King or queen. Like, yo, there's always been multiple Kings and Queens. There's never been one Supreme ruler of anything. So why the fuck are we walking around like that? I want to get some audit. See, that's what we're stepping in 21. So I can have like a little soundboard. I got some clapping there. That That's gospel. I mean, it really has been a change to see people want to do something, but then not doing it because they think they don't have the skills, but they're not being smart enough to get their ass on YouTube and just Google right. it. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's not hard. Information's always, game is out there. Like you said, there's, there's game to be picked up. Go pick it up. Right. It could be in a book. It can be on YouTube. It can be from hearing somebody talk on a podcast. Right. So whatever it comes from, just pick it up. Don't be an idiot and leave it there. Right. Pick it up. And continue but, to share it uh, because that's how we better the world that we love. Because the game's about yeah. love. We, we Listen, the money comes with the love and all that stuff. You do this because you love it. It's also lucrative. You've made that situation for yourself. Continue to do that. But most important thing, if you're going to learn and you were lucky enough to be given gems, pass gems along when it's your time to do so. Yes. Do not bottle it. Right. So 
we're going to end it there. That's a, we'd like to end on some positivity. So that's a good note to end on. Uh, Ricky, I appreciate you beyond everything for coming out here and talking to everybody the last hour. It's been a great time. Where can they find you? Where, what are your handles? I mean, you guys know, like I, I certainly focus on my Instagram. So check me out on Instagram, space camp, fresh, fresh. Um, and you know, the website, uh, bigkids.com, big com for the know your dope brand. Uh, check out kids meals. They're starting up their own startup for the food side. Um, which is KYDS again. And then meals, uh, work-wise just continue to look for me, um, in different places. Like, you know, you guys Google me and all that stuff, but definitely keep checking out for me and, uh, with foot action, with Puma, with Reebok, with, uh, recently with, uh, who did we just do that with? Sorry, Polaris, man. Like shouts to that launch on that. So like, you know, continue to look for me in different spaces. You'll see me with a lot of brands that you may not expect it. You'll see me with some of your favorite brands at the same time. I might need some car backgrounds for my computer, but that's what's up. Hey, Ricky, again, thank you. And listeners, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you go leave a comment on Apple Podcasts. But above all, this thank you for spending time with us. Everybody have a good day. Peace. Later. Hey, y'all. Nick Ingvall here. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. It really means a lot that you would spend a portion of your week hanging with us. And if there are any ways that we can improve the podcast for you, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you're looking for more content from the Sneaker History crew, head over to patreon.com slash sneakerhistory and join us for as little as five bucks a month. That also gets you access to our Discord group, which is a lot of fun. Also, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. We just started uploading our videos there now, so you can watch the video version of the pod and a lot more. Last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. It's a small gesture that can go a really long way to making somebody's day a little bit better. Thanks again, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.